I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. See, the moral of the story is she a hoe, he a pimp. A girl will forgive her a man, but her girlfriend's cut off like Edward's hands. What's fucked up is he got at her. Bitches call her a rat, but shit, she served worse. Uh, to the niggas having bitches, this is what you just do. To these bitches having niggas, this is what a slut do. My aunt taught me always treat your lady right. My uncle told me only love him for the night. You can see the immediate disconnection between a man and a woman, the reason for aggression. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Feedback time on a Saturday, guys. Mm-hmm. You guys know the drill. Those of you who listen to this episode, um, get the real dirt, get the responses to what you have to say to us. Um, have a good time with these folks, man. Uh, the, the real fans, um, uh, to take the time out to see, you know, to respond and to see what we have to say to their responses. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, the easiest way to get all the, uh, information to talk to us is, uh, Go to the blackouttips.com slash about section. Um, you know, you can get the email address, blackouttips at gmail.com. You can get the phone number, 704-557-0186. Uh, you can get the, uh, you know, obviously the website has the polls and you can leave comments there and all that stuff. Uh, a bunch of easy ways to contact the show and it all gets, uh, it all plays out right here live on the air. Um, you can leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We'll read those. Uh, as long as they're five stars, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we promise you guys. Um, and, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, talk about the people who do one of my favorite things, which is go to the blackouttest.com, look in that right hand side and choose to donate to the show somehow. You know, you want to help the show out. You want to, you want to give us, uh, you know, the means to keep, uh, providing content for you guys. Um, we thank you. This literally is. Uh, a job you know what i mean it's yes, not sir. it's not a game at this point it's a business taxes being taken out uh, you know uh, uh this is this is 100 percent uh fan supported at this point yes um, it is so we gotta uh you know we gotta get we gotta give you guys your props for those who donated to us um let's go ahead and get right into it um a lot of people donated this week and i'm very thankful me too. My man Lamont, aka LS Rules of the LS Rules podcast. Um, he donated to the show, man. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. One time donation. Andrew H hit us with that one time donation. Thank you very much, Andrew. Um, Wood. I think, I think that's, I think it's, it's okay if I call him that. Wood. Mm-hmm. Wood A. Um, which is a woodsy, but you know, hey man, let me know if you're not cool with Wood, but I like that. That's a cool ass. Name it's like an old school, old like nineteen seventies black name. Like oh shit, they go wood, you know. Yeah, it's a good nickname. Uh, Jessica Kang of the Librarians uh, yes. donated to the show. Thank you, ma'am. Um, Mr. Span recurring donated to the show, of course. Uh, Rachel R, I believe she's a new recurring donated to the show. Thank you, Greg G, recurring donated. Thank you very much, man. Mm-hmm. Eric M, recurring donated. Thank you, Eric. Mm-hmm. The playmaker Michael Irvin. He donated to the show. Thank you, sir. Terry W. Donated to the show. Thank you, Terry. Yes, thank you. Damian Jackson. Ooh, I, I am for real. Donated to the show. Gerard L. I think that's new. Donated to the show. Recurring donator. Thank, thank you, you sweetie. Winnie A. Recurring donator to the show. Um, and uh, Tyrone T. Donated to the show. Out of South Carolina. Tyrone T. Thank you very much. Tawana J. 
believe she's a new recurring donator yes man. thank you thank you and that, that's everybody for this week man but we thank you so much man that was a lot of people i was looking at that list at the end of the week like man there's a lot of people like the show yes um, and thank you everybody that's donated to the show and i'm gonna thank in advance everybody that's gonna donate to the show because there's a lot of people who uh waiting on them tax returns you know some states is kind of slow i already got your tax return and you're like you know what i'll break them off some just thank you in advance for those of you that can't i thank you in advance for leaving us a five-star review on itunes and stitch is absolutely free yeah that's something you can do to spread the word uh to other people about the show you, you know i'm a cottage dude and i'm broke transitioning between jobs i don't have a job whatever it may be this is the way you can help and support uh the show um and uh yeah this, this is a great way to support the show doesn't cost you a dime Mm-mm. but uh it definitely helps spread the word and it helps people learn about the show um let's talk about the people who did five star reviews which are also free mm-hmm. uh itunes if you guys have a different country that you're doing this from let us know it's uh the only way we can check it itunes is very xenophobic we can only see the American reviews by default. So even if you're in Canada or Mexico, you need to let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, we can't find it. Especially if you're in the UK, Japan, uh, Sri Lanka, wherever. You got to let us know, man. We would love to read your five-star review if you yes, listen to the show right now. I'm pretty sure that somebody in the island going, I left a review years ago. Well, um, baby, let us know that little island. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll sift we'll sift through iTunes to find you. But, you know, if you don't let us know iTunes is like, nope, we American only. Here's the first one on iTunes by Reg, Reg Mister. Excellent podcast, five stars. Greatest podcast on earth. Earth, dog. Not earth. Sorry for misspelling the misspelling of earth. But when you experience something this good, it can cause you to make mistakes, i.e. Rob Ford. <laughs> <laughs> podcast crack of podcasting yes you will listen to this podcast if you enjoy great conversations along with humor with a sprinkle of say that again on top tbgwt for life thank you thank you reg mister really appreciate it uh chico slim left us a five-star review most unique five stars tbgwt is great and introduced me to other podcasts like where's my 40 acres and sandy check and twib that gives me different perspectives on a variety of subjects that are covered in media and make you think keep being ratchet marcus you know what i will i, I will too i wasn't gonna i was on the fence about being ratchet anymore <laughs> but your five-star review it convinced me sir well played so good five stars by sooner trey it's been a while since I submitted a review, but I just wanted to say episode 692 was so good. You guys broke down the Donald Sterling tape. That was that was just funny as all get out. Thank God I was the only one in the office because I had my speakers turned up and I was dying in my office. Keep up the good work. Thank you, man. We enjoyed breaking that down. Yes. Uh, like I said, I heard that tape and to me it was party time. I don't know. What? I, I I think there's a lot of deeper stuff that going on with Donald Sterling. Of that, course. You know, we talked about it a little bit on Balls Deep yesterday. Maybe we'll talk about it with JL Covan to a certain extent. But, um, you know, I, I've had some, and I've had some different new thoughts kind of in the last like 48 hours or so um, that I would love to share with everybody. And maybe we'll do that tomorrow or if or the feedback that dictates it, we'll do it today. But um, when I first heard the tape, it's funny. You know, I think there's a lot of other stuff that can be like analyzed and looked at the response to it. But the majority of it 
when you just hear that audio, I don't know how anyone doesn't laugh at, you know, you want a little bit of juice, honey? You want some juice? You, you know? You, 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 you sucky, sucky. Yeah. yeah. You can sleep with them, but don't keep them on your Instagram. I'll get me a girl to do what I want. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. See, he's just his top hat and stroking his stroking his little mustache. Right. Yeah. See, get the blanks off the Instagram page. I told you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> great, great, great podcast. Five stars by Cool Calix. Cans here. Got to say, this is a great podcast. I've been in Germany for the past years, and finding this podcast has been a nice reminder of home. Rod and Karen, excuse me, I meant Karen and Rod, are great hosts. So good that I recently became a premium member of the show. These two are very talented at what they do. I recommend this podcast to everyone, especially Donald Sterling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know what he thinks. Get the blacks off of the podcast. I just want to be the guy who tips. I'm not racist. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. By the way, episode 694, the Kenya Cheetah Research, should get a 100 for fucking with black people. Uh, yeah, well, six inches, uh, she's gonna cheat on you. Five inches, you'll be fine. Apparently, women in Kenya do not like bigger than five inches. Apparently so. Uh, I would have never guessed, but, uh, that's cause I live my life based on stereotypes. <laughs> ah! Uh, we also have, uh, some, some reviews on, uh, Stitcher. Awesome show. Heard about the show last week from a friend. Oh, this is from A. A E I A E Y E. So I hope it's A I or A. I'm gonna go with A I. Awesome show. Heard about this show last week from a friend and have listened to every show since then during my subway commutes. A great show. Keep me keeps me laughing and makes me think. Love your energy, your love for each other, and love that you find crazy ish funny. Hey man. You got to laugh to keep from crying. I clear you do. I've listened to podcasts that take all this shit serious. And let me just tell you, I can't do it. I don't know how they do it. Mm. But your boy can't wake up every morning to be like, no, Sterling doesn't even like us. Well, I don't know how you well, do it. But I have a mental breakdown because I can't stand that sad place for extensive periods of time. Right. Why don't you love us, the white man? My God. Somebody else called us niggas. Right. Can you believe this? <laughs> what do you mean you still don't like us, darkest? Right. I can't believe we ain't got over slavery yet. I can't do that all day yeah. long. That so, would drive me insane. For other people can fight the fight but i got to laugh to yeah laugh. and i and i and i will support those people because we mm-hmm. need them but that's not a place for me excellent podcast by brandon apa five stars if you have ever heard if you have never heard this podcast what have you been listening to this comedic yet informative podcast features the husband and wife team of rod and karen as they discuss a very variety of topics current events and all things ratchet give this show a listen or two and you will surely be entertained you may also learn something Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can agree with this. Somebody that's been on TV nationally twice now. I know. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, I blame Elon. There's a lot of people, the non-famous as we call you, <laughs> that can support us and help us to stay hey, on, on top. I'm on TV too. I'm on Spreecast with you all the time. But uh, that don't not, count. No, it's not the same as freespeechtv.org or you know. I mean, it's it's cute. 
you know that you want to be oh oh just because be, just because they can look you up on their uh digital uh network yeah and just find i mean you. you can go to itunes look up a black show you can watch it again at seven o'clock tonight uh when we will be re-airing a black show on free speech tv but you know enough about me i don't even know how this got on me, me either. i don't even know how mm-hmm. this got to about my tv appearances yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how do we even get over there anyway yeah let's get back to the what we're mm-hmm. here for the fans yeah you yeah. know some of the fans who i'm, I'm sure surprised saw me you got TV. time for the fans well you know i make time for you the know, little people yeah you like reggie now you're fabulous mm-hmm. mm, yeah i have to make time for the little people you don't want to mm-hmm. just yeah make time crush for their dreams. You. Mm-hmm. without them who would i stand upon the backs of to make it mm-hmm. to this level of success that i have already achieved yeah, yeah. i'm here for you nick you when they break our hearts and they run off without us no mm-hmm. no i'm not gonna get a white woman i know that's <laughs> that's how a lot of men lose their fan base i'm, I'm <laughs> about this uh tbgwt for life by trapped tbgwt has kept me on my job by always being insightful and con- uh, insightful content and entertaining guests i want to donate to keep the good times rolling but the man is holding me down just kidding payday is friday and i want to give back to the team that has given so much to their fans so thank you trapped thank you sweetie craddock says my favorite podcast this is the best podcast out there no fooling give it a shot what do you have to lose exactly what do you have to lose craddock just a couple hours of your time Donating to the show, listen to us. Maybe you'll be entertained. You never know. Give it a chance. Yes, please do. TheBlackoutTips.com is where you can go to vote in the polls because we have a poll after every episode. You can mm-hmm. leave comments. You can leave comments on the spinoff shows, all kinds of stuff. Um, this week, we had a bunch of shows, so let's get into what you guys had to say. The first episode was actually named donald sterling episode 690 it was when we actually first found out about the donald sterling commentary the mixtapes and I it was them. before tnt covered it before espn yeah. was covering it yes and we were talking about hey is this gonna become a story or not because it's been out since friday night and networks mm-hmm. seem afraid to talk about yes, it. yes they did um now we know in hindsight it did become a story mm-hmm. um now people were saying the players needed to boycott and all this shit um, and we made the poll that day. If the players spoke out against Donald Sterling, would it change anything? Yes, it would stop Sterling's racism. Yes, Sterling would be forced to sell the team, 8% of people said. Or, man, it wouldn't change shit, 92% of people. I find this interesting because I think in the aftermath of the judgment and the ban for life that Adam Silver put on him, the, uh, uh, the idea that he will be ostracized from the NBA and forced to sell his team, that 92% is telling because that is really where people were at when we first heard of this. Mm-hmm. People were like, so? He been racist. Nobody's ever checked him. Uh-uh. And he, it, whatever happened, he won't be forced to sell the team. It won't change him from being a racist. And, um, you know, if the play, and the players won't be able to be the ones to, to do anything. To, to force him to do anything. And I and I, I maintain this from the beginning. You guys can go back and listen. It had to be the owners. Yes. It had to be the media. It had to be the commissioner. It was never on the players to do this. And I thought I always thought that was a very small-minded view of this, to just go, well, the players just, they'll change. They'll be the ones. I'm like, no, it won't. Um, so most people said it wouldn't change anything if the players uh, spoke out. And, um... You know, I, I, I mean, there's an argument to be made that maybe it was the players that emboldened people, but I really feel like the media spoke first. 
then the player spoke then the commissioner spoke and then uh that was basically like then the, the commissioner was basically speaking for the owners so uh joe's basically left a comment he was the only one bold enough to leave a comment all it would change is to move the focus off of sterling and onto ungrateful self-righteous takers of the, on the playing field many people would love that change in focus and would jump right in on it the players just need to keep playing keep silver and the owners on the hot seat i agree 100 percent. i was thinking about this last night and that was a major thing if those players would have boycotted um, this would not. This would not end well. No, it would not end well. Um, the mentality that Donald Sterling has is extremely close to the mentality that the general sports viewing public has of black athletes. Yes, and he had to go in order for the rest of us to move on without having any discussion or conversation, which would have been long, bitter, possibly landscape changing um and not necessarily productive you know so i'm kind of you know i'm kind of glad they didn't boycott because i don't know what sports would look like if people really had to consider how many people really honestly believe exactly what donald sterling said but they're not a rich white dude with the ability to employ these people yep they're just a guy who calls into sports radio and thinks that black guys don't deserve this money because they're lazy it's just a game they're lucky they should be glad just to play a game for a living and you know the classism and the racism that is involved in america just as you know ingrained in in, in our souls i don't think the world was ready to find out how many of your average fans 100 percent agree with donald sterling but they just don't talk about it of of course and also uh what you say is true most uh black people that listen to sports radio uh most sports radio and this is why i really do mr morning jones but most sports radios come from white male perspective you rarely Mm -hmm. see any black males actually have their own sports talk show radio in a major metropolitan area where they're speaking from a black perspective. And I can't speak for anybody else, but me being black, loving athletes, loving sports, looking uh, beyond race and all this stuff. When you listen and the way the uh, people on air talk, the way the callers call in, the way they use coded language, the way they phrase things, the way their uh, perspective on things is, you're going, well, y'all don't really like these athletes that y'all cheer for. And being black is a complete turnoff. And for me, this is why I stopped listening to sports radio because I said, I can't listen to you bash people that look like me. That could be my uh, nephew. That could be my, you know, son. That could be my uncle. Like y'all are bashing brown people. But when you, if anybody calls in and say this is, oh, we don't see color. Yes, you do. And your way of hiding behind it is taking the racial, um, injustice that you may feel and instead of dealing with it and talking about it you lash it out on um radio in 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 a manner that's not productive to anybody and the consequences end up falling on the athletes and anything the athletes do is wrong and anything the owners do is right just for the fact that it's based off a of color of skin just for the fact that you're jealous of them just for the fact that you wish it was you and there's even black people that feel like that and so it's just one of those things where when when it comes down to it, it's unfair to the athletes to just think that you became an athlete off of luck. 
it's, it's unfair to the athlete to, to say you didn't work hard for it. You didn't earn it. You didn't put any sweat equity. Nothing. You just woke up one day and somebody signed a million dollar, three million dollar contract. That's dumb and that's idiotic. The world doesn't work like that. But for some reason, when these people talk, they talk as though these these dudes were birthed out their mama's uh, vaginas and said, here's a contract, sign it. You're going to be rich for the rest of your life. That's not so. And a lot of times you don't know what the athletes had to go through. And it's not only the black athletes, it's athletes in general. A lot of people are just jealous of athletes because they feel like what they're doing is a game and what they're doing is not that serious but when you pump billions of dollars and when your body is the business it is not a game to you yeah pk subin a black hockey player scored a game-winning goal um the other day in the playoffs and the word nigger was trending in boston donald sterling is not alone no you know and i think that's the reason he had to go is because if we get him out of here we don't have to talk or think about the general american disdain for the black black people that become athletes and get rich you know there's a certain amount of entitlement there's a certain amount of classism you know the association between class and race in america cannot be disregarded so i think what happens is like a lot of things in the American psyche, when something disrupts us or hits at the core issues in America, it has to be gone. It's just one of those things where it's like, we need to get this into a situation where we don't think or talk about it in a way that we all feel complicit or we feel that we're contributing to it. So the biggest thing we can do is get rid of the idea of this person by getting rid of the person. Um, you know, it's the reason that, um, I, I remember saying that Joe Pa was going to have to get fired. And I remember a lot of Penn State fans going, no, it's not his fault. And this, that, I said, no, at this point, he has to go because of the idea of college athletics and, and, and the, and the, and in and an and agreement, uh, and under, you know, understood agreement that you will be abusing, that you will be taking advantage of young men. Mm-hmm. You can't, you simply can't have that in the American or the college football psyche because it's too close to the truth. That doesn't mean sexual abuse is common, but it just means that this idea that, hey, college football over everything, that is common. Yes, that so, is. So, you know, over sexual assault, over, um, a person's well-being, over an individual's family circumstances, like any, like that, that is a common idea. So if you can get Joe Pa out, then you can stop having a conversation, then you can move on with business as usual. That's Donald Sterling. And yes. I don't mean it because I and I don't think, well, it's because the owners all think this. I mean, not fuck the owners. I'm talking like the fan base believes this. I'm talking about the guys who buy tickets and think those players that I can yell at a player. Yes. The guy who the guy who's cussing out Marcus Smart, you know, the guy who um you know, is calling the sports radio show to talk about how these athletes are lazy bums that don't deserve blah, 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 the coded language of thug. You know, Mark Cuban referred to Kenya Martin as a thug in front of his mother. You know what I mean? At a game. And then we're looking to Mark Cuban as, you know, a guy that can maybe speak on, on this issue with Donald Sterling. Th- this is ingrained in America. So Donald Sterling has to go. You know, I'm glad the players didn't boycott because if the players would have boycotted, this would have immediately pivoted to to exactly what Donald Sterling said. Hey, we, the fans, pay money. We give you the clothes on your back. We give you the food. We help you get your women. And this is how you repay us by not playing in this game. 
you know it was a good theory about boycotting that game but the only thing you're gonna do is wake up the sleeping giant of fans quote unquote that actually are envious and jealous of these athletes that dislike them as well and feel that they don't deserve what they got as well the amount of rejoicing and joking I saw when the documentary broke aired on ESPN, there was a very big part of society. People that I thought were pretty cool. I'm watching them celebrate the fact that these men went broke because they felt these guys didn't deserve the money in the first place on a deep subconscious level. That is my belief. And that's why Donald Sterling has to go is because people don't want to examine themselves and go, man, am I one of these people that thinks, uh, a guy doesn't deserve his money because he's from a lower class background and now he's a millionaire and he's playing basketball and I wish I was on national TV playing basketball and I got to go to work and I resent the shit that I do from nine to five every day um, and I don't get paid the way that I feel. So fuck this guy too. Am I Donald Sterling? Nobody wanted to have that conversation. So he got to go. You know, I'm glad they didn't boycott because that would have happened. I, that, I'm the reason I know that would have happened every you know we haven't had a boycott an actual boycott in sports Mm-mm. in like decades oh no I want to say Major League Baseball was the last one to pull off a actual boycott what we have had is lockouts now for people that know the difference between a lockout and a boycott it's very simple the owners are the ones who do lockouts boycotts obviously are done by players yeah people it'd be, it's amazing how many people don't understand that all they know is they're not playing so it's automatically your fault for not playing no so, the doors were locked they couldn't go to work so every stoppage that we've had in work for the last i don't know 20 years in major sports has been because the owners would not allow the players to play mm-hmm. now the players have been taking pay cuts in these de- agreements for the last however many years and what happens when you listen to sports fans talk about it? Almost to a man, you get, hey, these are greedy players. They're just lazy. They're messing up the thing. They, they're greedy. They, but and then you go, well, the NBA is reporting record profits. They've never made money like this before. The NFL is reporting record profits. They've never made money like this before. They've never had contracts like this before for TV. They, they have never had this type of global success that they've had before now. But somehow they think the players need less money. And the fans almost always side with the owners because the idea is an owner, a rich white man in a suit, somehow is supposed to be greedy and is entitled to as much profit as he can get. While as a a player, a worker in this situation, even in the idea of him having millions of dollars compared to the ownership, still the one that's not the, the players still are the ones who aren't in power. They, it's considered greedy for them to want more. And not just greedy for them to want more, it's considered greedy for them to get what they've already negotiated to get. So now it's on them to take a pay cut or else the fans turn on the players. That is, that is the extent of the American, uh, uh, preoccupation with the fact that these young black men are considered undeserving of this money. Mm-hmm. Donald Sterling, had to go because America is Donald Sterling when it comes to the idea of who deserves to get that money and who is quote unquote given money and who is given opportunity. And that, and that, and they decided already. 
So if, if you don't get rid of Donald Sterling, then you got to go look at every comment section. Then you got to go look at every radio broadcast. Then you, and I, and you know what? I fuck these people that go, well, don't look at the comment section. Don't listen to the radio. Those are people. Yes, those they people are. go, those people don't just exist on the internet or just exist to call in the W fans or some shit. Those people exist everywhere. You work with those people. You play ball with those people. You go, your kids go to school with those people's ki- children. Those are real people passing down their values. And this, and this, you know, racism hurts everybody. It hurts the people that it oppresses and it hurts the people that oppress. And that is the sickness of racism is it really does make those people feel, those people are stupid when it comes to this topic. And it constantly comes up. It constantly comes up. When you talk about NCAA athletes, it comes up. When you talk about the, you know, who can come out of school at what time, it comes up. It's, it's the undercurrent of America is race and racism. And if you don't want to talk about it, you got to get Donald Sterling out of here. And that, and that, that was basically the conclusion I came to last night. Cause you know, I don't think, uh, I mean, obviously all props to Adam Silver, but I think even without knowing it, that's why Donald Sterling had to go. And that's why people were like, you know, thank God he's gone. We ain't got to talk about this shit. Of course. Uh, was the school wrong for episode, uh, what was this? Episode 691. Actually, not before we get to the poll, we had comments. Episode 691. Uh, we talked about the do- fallout from Donald Sterling's comments. Obama addressed it. North Korea. Jaden Smith has a movie coming up. Um, let's see what the people had to say. Um, this one was, this was actually, I think, sent to our Facebook page or mm-hmm. something. Okay. Dear Ryder Karen, I've been listening to your podcast off and on for the past three and a half to four years, and I really enjoy your show. It is truly possible that one day I would I could be pouring my co- morning coffee and die laughing to your t- take on real life events. Let me give you some background info about me. From Dallas, Texas, 35, divorced, three children, currently unemployed, and a black conservative. I don't want to get into much detail to why I consider myself a black conservative, but I must admit that there isn't much room for error nowadays. Now you were dead on with the game show fucking with black people and your breakdown of the GOP black chick, if that is her correct title. Um, and her shocking realization of how the conservative party can be contra- contradictory and agenda driven. Oh, for some reason, I think this cut off. Um, I think so too. Did you need to go? Oh, wait. Oh, it says see okay. more. Okay. All right. My bad. I didn't see that part. Rod and Karen, I know you mean well, and that's why your show really works. I also think the white conservative rancher comments were totally wrong, and age is not an excuse for that point of view. Here is the point question I want to make. Rod and Karen, do you remember Spike Lee's movie Malcolm X? And towards the end, a white woman approached Malcolm X and asked, what can she do for the cause? And he said nothing. Yet after returning from Mecca, he realized that all shades, colors of men and women were serving. Uh, I don't need your acceptance on this because I am black and that was determined when I was born and that will never change. I do wonder though, if for a brief moment when GOP black chick woke up, did you see an opportunity or even a teachable moment to reach out to her and bring her on the show? Rod and Karen, is there a part of you that wants to understand her purpose? I truly think it's possible to be black and disagree with your own culture and behavior and not cast uh, out your own, not cast out our own out to the sea. Even though it's truly simple, the standards of being viewed black is weirdly complex. Thanks for taking the time to read my comment. Feel free to use this on your show in any form. Any questions, just Facebook me. Great. Uh, no. Did not think for a second to have her on the show. Mm-mm. 
No, and, and my thing is this. When it comes down to blackness and being black, black people understand the concept that we are, we are all different shades, creeds, colors, political backgrounds, and all that. Everybody understands that. Um, and I think, too, uh, somebody like GOP Black Chick would never even agree to come on a show like ours. Well, she won't come on Twib. She's been invited several times, and they're a much more serious political show than we, we are. are. Um, and you would think that would be a much safer place for her to be than here and um she won't even do that show you know so i I mean it wouldn't even cross my mind to do it not to mention um i don't think she woke up Mm -mm. i think people are very narcissistic and self-centered she was looking around at her like hey guys these this dude is racist and everybody basically told her get back in line and like i said she did eventually you know, like just because she had a second of realization, I don't. And also, I don't feel this greater unity that it's up to me to like rein you in and bring you mm-hmm. into blackness. Like you just some misguided whelp. People make decisions for their brand, for their personal pocketbook to be this shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying just every black conservative, but I mean her. This is her brand. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be gained by her coming over. What well, she's saying, I have a complete change of heart. Of all of a sudden, she's gonna realize what she said was wrong about Trayvon's mom. Like I, I don't know. I, I, this is not a game to me, and I take this shit personal. Yes, sir. So pers- so I can't just walk away like that shit never happened. This is not in my DNA. You know, um, I, I don't wish her any harm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still not. Um, I'm not the kind of person that feels, well, let me go make this person my friend. And I think that comes from a deeper insecurity with this idea of, I want everybody to like me. True. You know, oh, she, you know, a lot of people are obsessed with GOP black chick because they want her to like us because we are black and we want to have a, cam- a camaraderie, want to have a kinship. And we want to have like this idea of like everyone realizes that we're good people. I don't give a fuck. So if she don't like us, she don't like us. She don't like me, she don't like me. Like it's okay. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. And 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 also the the thing about it too is that if you've listened to our show long enough, we talk about different topics, but we are not a political show. That's not us. That's not what we do. And it's one of those things where we'll get serious and we'll talk about serious topics. But it's one of those things where we're not a gotcha show. We don't bring people on here to embarrass them. We don't bring people on here to point them out. And my thing is this. When we talk to people, we have conversations. We don't have we don't have a point system. Your point, my point, your point, my point. We're not playing fucking tennis. We're not bouncing the, bouncing the topics back and forth. That's not what we do here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, and like I said, she gets really into going back and forth, fighting on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, it's, it's like, I think once you understand social media, you understand the game that a lot of people play. And I've seen it play for Democrats and, and liberals and shit too, where, you know, you go in, you have a topic, someone goes in here and gets, you know, extremely out of pocket and ridiculous against you. You quote them. Even if there was like reasonable discourse, she's not going to quote Elon James. She's not going to quote, um, Melissa Harris. She's not going to quote these people that are like, Hey, 
here's a nuanced response to what you said. No, she's going to quote the people that are like, you Uncle Tom Coon. Like, it's like that is part of the game. It's how you build up your brand. It's how you get people on your side. So, um, I, you know, I don't think that uh, a person like that wouldn't even consider being on the show. Uh, but more importantly, I don't want to give her a platform mm. to spread her ridiculousness, honestly. You know, um, that I, and then the other thing is, I want people to understand, I know black people that are conservative. Mm-hmm. I know black conservatives that listen to this show. You know what I mean? She's not special. Mm-mm. Because she says the most reprehensive shit, I'm supposed to like go on, get her on the show. I'm supposed to want her approval. Fuck her. You know what I mean? Like that. To, that I know black conservatives that don't do or say shit like this to get attention. I wouldn't have Ann Coulter on my show. I'm not Bill Maher. I'm not like one of the things that I, you know, as much as I, um, I think people should have their own platforms. One of the reasons I don't really trust or like Bill Maher is because. At the end of the day, it's still a very small network of people that get off on going on TV, fighting over politics, and then they all get the checks cash from the same fucking people, and they all go and spend that shit together, and they do it again next week. You know, like, there's a game plan being played here. I prefer not to participate in this game. I would like for my relationship with our audience to be as genuine as possible. Mm-hmm. You know who else we could have had on the show that we didn't have? And, I, you know, I know we don't even talk about shit like this. Charlemagne, See the God, you know, from one of those New York radio stations. We were offered to have him on the show. You know, hey, would y'all like to have him? No. I don't want, I want our show to be our show. I want the people that come on the show to be people we genuinely like. Mm-hmm. I want it to be people either we're fans of or we respect at the very minimum. And I can't have these people on my show without feeling like I'm giving up part of my soul and that we're giving up part of our credibility with the audience. So, you know, even people that y'all don't like, I like them. You know what I mean? So let's say Sunday when we have J.L. Covan and you're like, fuck J.L. Covan. I like J.L. Covan. I'm okay with you going fuck him because he's on my show and I like him. Mm-hmm. But if you said, uh, but if I had GOP black chick and you said fuck her, I'd feel bad because I'd be like, I didn't even want her on my show in the first place. And now look at this. You know what I mean? I I need to be able to live with myself. I couldn't live with myself giving her any type of credit, any type of, you know, room to to spread what I think is um some very some very bad things that she does sometimes. You know, I'm not saying everything she says fucked up. That does I'm not saying she, you know, she's a bad person necessarily, but I don't respect a lot of things that she does in order to try to um in in order to try to like pander to a certain demographic, so I, I would not have her on the show. Nah, that that that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and and also it's one of those things too, to where, um, in my opinion, regardless of your uh, political uh, belief, I think that for a lot of people they feel hurt by the black community, betrayed by the black community, and they don't feel a part of the black community. Um, and it's just one of those things where, uh, a lot of people use that as a platform to say, well, fuck all black people and say a lot of the ridiculous and outlandish shit that she says, and it makes black people mad. And they know this It's it's, it's not like she's ignorant and it's not like she's dumb. Yeah. I'm not here to save her. By the way, you know who else I wouldn't have on the show? I wouldn't have these niggas that go on YouTube and hate black women. Mm -mm. 
like th- like to me she's in the same category I, like i want people to understand what i'm saying she, to me she's as divisive and destructive as that shit so it's not funny to me it's not a game to me and i don't think people like this should be like they make a living off the fact that you will feel some type of sympathy for them as a black person yes. some type of kinship for them as a black person and reach out to them so they can spit in your face again I'm not here for that. You ain't got to hit me but once. I know it's so. Like, I need to get you on the show so you can disrespect me to my face? No. So, you know. Especially, like, on that, especially not on my platform that I'm paying for and it's right. my business. Fuck you. And I'm not angry at you, Greg, for asking. It's just, like I said, to me, she doesn't represent black conservatives anyway. No, she doesn't. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's too many black conservatives that I know that are cool and good people for me to go, yes. well, this is, this is a representation of it. No, it's not. Not the kind of people I respect. And, and, and you I'll, know what I mean? There's too many, I have black conservatives in my family and I don't go, you know, uh, they, and they've never told me some shit like Trayvon Martin deserved it or it's his mother's fault for letting him out the house with a hoodie. Like they would never say any despicable shit like that. I guarantee you've never said that shit and you're a black conservative. You like there there's a certain level I'm willing to go to and then there's a certain level where I'm like, no, that person should not be allowed on my platform. You know? So that that's that that's my general thought about it. Um there was something else I was gonna say too, the she anyway, yeah, just that's my general thought, man. And I, I also don't feel this need to save black people. If and you decided to fuck black people I don't feel this need to go out and like convince you otherwise. You made your mind up. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you gonna say something, Karen? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, knowing that you're you're smart enough and intelligent enough to make your own decisions, and it's also um, just one of those things where um, you're not saying anything to us we haven't thought about. And a lot of times when when we give our viewpoints and our opinion, especially uh, with Roderick. He's thought about this stuff. Sometimes I think when people think you talk, they just think you're just talking, just a talk, and you have not really thought about other people's perspectives and how they feel and how they might react. You have completely thought about this. So it's just one of those things to where, you know, when we speak, it's a thought process. I'm not, you know, we're not speaking just to speak and put shit out in the air. Yeah, exactly, man. I, like I said, I, I wouldn't, you know, even with the Charlemagne thing, man, I thought about it for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I know he did uh, the read and some other stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, you know, maybe um, the guy's not as bad as I thought. But then, like, you know, I really get, like, uh, yes, uh, the other day he was on Twitter. um, Because I remember some comments he said about being, uh, like, either sexually assaulting or physically assaulting a woman when you're young growing up. And I was like, that's not a common thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so... Um, I remember re like I remember hearing his his interview doing that, and I was like, "That's fucked up." I wouldn't want that guy on my show, and I made a note of it. You know, not to mention, you know, I'm not really a big fan of his interviewing style, but that, you know, I think that's subjective. Anyone can say that, right? But then the other day, he was going off about how on Twitter about basically um supporting DL Hewley and um you know the how the victimized like basically re-victimizing women who've been uh abused by their spouses and shit and i was like this is why this is the reason i didn't have him on very rarely do i regret feeling that way about someone you know what i mean i hate to be right because i wish they would prove me wrong Mm -hmm. i wish these people would grow and somehow have a you know 
become better people and i can go you know what i was wrong about charlemagne and at the end of the day dude you know really is a cool guy he um actually you know came around on this topic and it's cool to see him develop as a human being but then you just see something like this and you're like oh that's right this dude is ignorant i'm glad i didn't have him on the show so that you know i don't want to promote man code or guy code or whatever the fuck that hard that i need to have him on and i don't and honestly you don't really get shine from guests guys we mm-hmm. build this shit ourselves we build this shit with our platform we got you not because of a guest we got you because you like us yep no you know what i mean like it's not like oh you have bomani jones on the show well now i'm gonna listen to you for two hours every day no you'll if you only like bo you'll just listen to bo yeah you know what i mean because we're not gonna have bo on every week but we will be here every day yes we will so the core of the people that love the show love us so I'm not into the, well, I can get a guest that got 400,000 followers on Twitter. It, that shit never helps us. It does not. It, it comes from grinding and working hard. Um, and a lot of times people really look at that versus doing the work. They want to reach out and, and, and there's not, nothing wrong with getting famous people and things on your show. But the problem is that if you think getting somebody famous or quote unquote bigger than you, if you think that's going to equal fans, you're wrong. Yeah. It's just, and and you shouldn't sell out for that shit, honestly. You really shouldn't, man. Like, it's just not worth it. Uh, as long as I can control the platform we're on, why would I do that? Um, so, uh, all right, man. Uh, but, yeah, she said, um, she said some fucked up shit, man, you know. Um, and you guys can Google her name and articles and shit and see other stuff that she's gotten into. But, you know, I... I I, I don't know how, um, like, I, I don't know how to reach someone like that, and it's not my job to. Mm-mm. Her job should be trying to reach out to us at this point. You know what I mean? Like, we're a community that that she's ostracized, not the other way around. And she's ostracized to the tune of however much money she makes per year. Yeah, and just like she has a brand, we have a brand, too. Just like she don't want to be associated with everybody, we don't want to be associated with everybody. Like, I just Googled her name and Trayvon Martin, and this link comes up. Um, Martin family plus media time to move on from this manufactured race war or get on with writing your books. Someone says, didn't care about Trayvon until she copyrighted his name and made it trash cans of money. Um, and then said, boom, that's it. She agreed with him. And someone said, how is she cashing in? I know she booted Trayvon out of her home. Any details? And told Trayvon he had to live with his father. Um, with his, and he didn't want to. So basically, yep, his mom is, you know, just another person playing the game of, um, you know, playing, playing the game that, that GOP black chick plays. You know, she could not have genuinely meant that about her son, right? She could not. <laughs> she like, like I, I, that shit's reprehensible to me. I don't know why you would want that person to be on our show, honestly. Um, all right, next comment. Um, CL Nicholson says, "Hey, Rod and Karen, long time listener, first time commentator, a uh, commenter. Discovered you on Twib and have enjoyed your shows as means to get through my days in the office." Also, I enjoy listening to folks who share my North Carolina roots. I love the episode 690. Uh, I totally agree with you on the magical thinking many people have towards the Clippers players and Donald Sterling. 
Anyone going on Twitter telling these players to breach contract in the name of some ridiculous principle needs to quit their job the next time they hear some racism at the water cooler. Come but on now. they won't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Plus, let's be honest. Most the, the contracts and shit, the, like you can actually quit your job and you'll be okay. And I mean, by which I mean, like, you'll still, you know, your bills will pile up. But I mean, if these players boycott a game, it's a lawsuit. the NBA will come down on them so hard because they have to make sure this never happens again. Yep. They will become the bad guys. However, I have to disagree with you about the Clive and Bundy idiocy. I, like you, am not surprised about Bundy being a straight hillbilly redneck extra out of Mississippi burning. Much like today's, <laughs> much like today's hip hop and R&B militia nuts. Straight up biggest aren't technically the same, but they like to to make get they like to make get shots in each other's videos. Um, okay, I'm not sure where we disagree. That said, I'd argue that guys like Bundy are far more dangerous to our society as a whole than Don Sterling, because Bundy is the latest force face on a very ugly political underbelly of racist anti-government loons who seem to lose their marbles if the government attempts to do anything about helping black people or poor people. At the end of the day, Sterling's just a rich jackass having a heated racist rant against his girlfriend. A platoon of rich old Jewish guys didn't show up at the stable center. We'll see, as I've explained earlier in this episode, this is where we disagree. I think there's an undercurrent of racism throughout all of sports, starting from college into professional uh, sports, and especially with sports filled with black people. Sports, you like hockey is hockey and baseball have the least educated athletes uh statistically of any sports we don't have these discussions around these those sports no they don't have no age limit they can go straight out of college they can actually go into the draft not get drafted and go back to school with no penalty and no repercussion of those actions mm-hmm. um hell in baseball you can go to the draft get drafted and go back to school um but the thing is um that mindset to me is more common than the militia mindset you see what i'm saying like this idea of these guys are black and don't deserve this money and they need to shut the fuck up and just be happy they're getting it because they are subpar they are less they're not they they're they're they're, they're inferior culturally to uh the people who own the teams to the people who go see the games to me, that is a much more pervasive mindset and much more uh, mainstream. You know, it's the reason that Teddy Bridgewater is going stock is going to drop. Uh, you know, it's the reason that um, uh, Cam Newton's smile was reported on in his training. Uh, I mean, in his uh, pre-draft analysis. What he got to say? He got a sexy smile. What did they talking about? What they said is is uh, it's fake. It's untrustworthy. Like. The, like these are things you can't prove, Mm-mm. but it is that general disdain and distrust of these athletes. Um, and it, and by, by, and I forgot to mention this earlier. I'm glad this person actually brought it up. That extends to your ass. That extends to my ass, extends to Karen. Black people are seen as undeserving. Whether it's, I mean, we're living in a country where aff- affirmative action is being str- struck down mm-hmm. at the Supreme Court level, um, for like college admissions and shit. So the idea behind this is, hey, you are black. Therefore, you didn't deserve to be in this college in the first place. We're just balancing it out. Yeah, we had 10% black enrollment, but let's be honest. It should be more like 3% because 7% of y'all don't deserve to be here in the first place. 
that is the idea behind it that's america yes it is that ain't just a dude in a militia with a gun that ain't just a guy on fox news that's your liberal friends that go to college that's your your conservative friends that go to college that's your black friends that go to college that's everybody there's a certain belief black people are undeserving and that is far more dangerous and that's why donald sterling had to go that's why he had to go so we won't think about it because america can't afford to think about it you know what i mean it's too dangerous as opposed to uh clive and bundy um who we can kind of write off as crazy ranch militia man true because most of us aren't gonna we don't have guns we're not gonna go down there and fight with this man but how many people do you know that watch sports a lot you know what i mean every day i don't think sterling is dangerous because of his influence i think sterling is dangerous because of the mentality he represents about race in america and how many people actually agree with him i think his housing scandal is scary because of how many people do agree with him yes you know how many people don't want to live next to that black family how many people that look in their neighborhood see black people moving in and go i think it's time to move mm-hmm. white flight is real yes it is uh, economic flight is real gentrification is real mm-hmm. these are these are actual things that are at the pulse of america it's the heartbeat of america he's more dangerous because he represents that than a guy like Clive bundy who's you know, while, while, while also, you know, problematic and all this shit just represents a group of white people that is angry at the fact we got a black president, in my belief. You know? And when he gets exposed as a racist, everybody runs away from him because, you know, there's an undercurrent of that shit in politics, too. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to talk about it. They don't, like, uh, Paul Ryan can say the same shit as him, but he says it with different coded language, and we're like, all right, I guess that's acceptable. You know? But, yeah, I, you know, I'm for and more importantly, it doesn't matter who's more dangerous. They're both fucked up. Yes, it is. You know, like it's not a contest. Like no one gets <laughs> who could do the worst. Yeah, like no one gets first place. And who's the more dangerous? Nobody gets first thing. place. They're, they're both fucked up. There's no wars. We don't give out any medals. Yeah, like I, I would, I would like for both of these mentalities to not exist. I think we can both agree on that. Can we just start there? Um, anyway, uh, Bundy, on the other hand, represented an armed, angry undercurrent, uh, within American politics. When a guy's talking point comes from the Turner Diaries, it's only a matter of time where someone starts talking about the Negroes and the Jews. And on GOP Black Chick, yeah, uh, you can't build your career on trashing black people and giving cover to bigots, but act shocked when your racist Twitter followers get mad that you remind them that you're black in the, that there's black in the handle. As you said, she doesn't give a flip about black people, just her own brand. Yep. It was funny watching those white people try really be condescending to her. I was mm-hmm. laughing. But Crystal, have you really thought about this? Like, <laughs> Crystal, I, I think you need to rethink about this. It's, it's not about race at all. <coughs> anyway, love the show. Guess the race is awesome. And as an aside, I hope that my wife and I can get to the level of obvious love and friendship. The two of you share regards. C.O. Nicholson from L.A. Thanks, man. Thank you, sweetie. Anthony says, uh, uh, Tatum says, just a quick caveat about the porn star whose Chase account was closed because of her deposits. If she was making large deposits that are over 10K a month, it will always be flagged. 
porn stars often do outside jobs for large amounts of cash stripping trade shows escorting etc that they cannot or do not want to show proof of and since the bank does not doesn't want to be connected with that money they won't house it because of federal implications i have seen this done before and it has nothing to do with the job but more the way the deposit they deposit their funds well in this case it was microtransactions in this article. Mm-hmm. So they were small. Yeah, it wasn't 10K. It was just microtransactions through webcam uh, shit. So uh, maybe it added up to 10K at the end of the month. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some moralizing over it, you know? Yeah, because my thing, my thing is this. You're a fucking bank. I, the way the world is today, you cannot function without having a bank account. You just can't. And it's just one of those things where you're a bank. You you deal with money. You want to make money off of everybody. Why would you tell? Why would you close bank accounts? It's not productive to your whole point of being a goddamn bank and making money. It's a stupid logic other than you have something, uh, an, another standpoint behind this and you're trying to make a point. Other than that, you're a bank. Take my goddamn money. As long as I'm not doing nothing illegal and as long as the IRS ain't coming after me, I don't understand you refusing my money. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, was the school wrong to put the girl in detention for bringing a purse? Yes, they need to understand she's on a period. No, she knew the rules going in. 70% of people said she knew the rules going in. 30% of people thought that they need to make an exception because she's on a period. But uh, that was an interesting article, though. Very. Um, Chris Lambert was on the show, episode 692. Do you want some juice? No <laughs> comments, but we did have a poll. Do you feel sorry for Donald Sterling? Yes, he's kind of a victim in all this, too. Nah, fuck that dude. 100%. 100%. Didn't nobody even click that as a joke. That was not even a troll. Mud, mm-hmm. Mudslinger didn't even show up. Apparently Just not. 100%. He must have skipped this poll. Fuck that dude. Uh, Joe Spacey says, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I can see how listening to the recordings, he sounds like a confused old man trying to hang on. But that confused old man has been racist for some time. Sterling was 31 when the Civil Rights Act passed 50 years ago. He had more than enough time to learn that these attitudes are wrong. At very least, he failed the first rule of white privilege. You don't say this stuff out loud. Donald Sterling writes in, y'all some haters. This is this is why I don't hang out with black people. Adam A. Sparcher says, you can be a racist. You can even be racist out loud. But when the backlash comes, be prepared. Newsflash, Jim Crow is dead. And no company or organization wants to be associated with someone espousing beliefs that would get a standing ovation at a Klan rally. And I'm just waiting for freedom of speech, for the freedom of speech crowd to chime in with their obtuse asses just loud and wrong for no reason. Yeah, because the thing about it is uh, when you talk about the, the freedom of speech crowd, it's one of those things where it's funny. Do people really understand what freedom of speech means? Freedom of speech means you can speak out against Barack Obama, the your congressman, your senator. You can speak out against these people, and the federal government and the police officers won't come kick your dough in and lock you up because you disagree with the government. Freedom, Because the thing is, when people say that, he had the right to say what the fuck he wanted to say. He didn't get arrested. He didn't get court-martialed. He didn't get hung, any of that. So his freedom of speech, is, his freedom to speak was not affected. But the problem that people have is that you do not have the freedom of the consequences of the repercussions of the shit that you say. And people, people want people to say whatever they want to say and the public not respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's not realistic. Um, yep, Karen. That's not realistic. Um, 
and, and it's very you know you, you end up with these people every time i didn't see a lot of these people the other day uh, a couple people had a discussion on my facebook page about some um uh a, a, a guy got fired because he was at work and on that message board or oh no he, the company he worked for didn't agree with his comments where he said that sterling was a victim and all this shit and uh they let him go and it was like well that's fucked up should they should he not be able to do that? i was like he works for these people do y'all not yes. understand what y'all sign when you work for people you sign some shit that's like hey you make us look bad good night yep you sure do you you sign shit to say you can't say anything you want to say they don't have to employ you no they don't um the tickler says uh well we had a poll for episode six 93 reverse abortion where we talked about them thrones with patrice and justin um so we had this poll uh did the nba come down hard enough on sterling yes i'm satisfied no they should have come down harder joe spacely says uh to be honest i don't know what else they could have done oh wait the poll results 78 percent of people are satisfied 22 percent of people still think they should have came down harder the reason that's funny to me is because the original poll we started this week with where the vast majority of people uh to the tune of uh what was it uh 92 percent 92 percent of people said they didn't expect anything to happen Mm -mm. like they they didn't expect this dude to for anybody to be able to really rein this guy in especially not you know well not from the player's perspective you know and then like only a few people said they that he would lose his franchise because a lot of people didn't even think they was going to get a response. Eight like percent of people said he would he would be forced to sell the team, mm-hmm. right? So now we get to a, after the decision, and I've seen this pivot on Facebook, Twitter. All of a sudden, you got these people rah 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 talking about it's obvious this is what was going to happen, and no, it wasn't. <clears throat> this is you know I think he should have did more. It's like what the fuck did you want? They're not going to go to his house and kill him after the game. Did the NBA come down hard enough on Sterling? 78% satisfied, 22% say they not. The tickler says, honestly, they did way more than I expected, and I'm honestly waiting to see what kind of holding company versus direct ownership fuckery Sterling tries to keep his steady stream of paper. Joe Spacer says, to be honest, I don't know what else they could have done. My issue is not so much they should have been tougher, but they should have done something sooner. This is another thing that I disagree with that I've been seeing. How fucking fast did y'all expect this to happen? Yeah. They needed to verify that the comments were from him. Mm-hmm. And then they came down as hard as possible in four days. Which is very quickly. Quick. Um, what the fuck? They addressed it that night. And literally four, 72 hours after that, they were banning this motherfucker. Actually, less than 72 hours. They were banning this dude for life. Unprecedented. Yeah, because sometimes when people investigate like this, it takes weeks and months sometimes. Right. Yeah. Four, like literally four days from the time we found out to you don't own a team anymore. You know what I mean? You cannot be around your team you own. You got to sell this shit. We're going to vote you out. I, I don't even understand. Like, yeah, to me, how much sooner did y'all want to just do it without evidence? Like, I don't. I, I think, without even no research without talking to the man just hey uh no team for this dude we ain't looking into nothing we ain't, we just snap judgment uh we decided right now without without even figuring anything out guys 
Yeah, and and I think that uh, to me, uh, you need to go through the proper uh, laws. You can't just say this just to say this, and then not expect uh, him to defend himself, not expect any form of investigation, not expect him to verify. He admitted prior to this, it was no admission. So one of the things where they're like, well, we got to really know what happened. And it happened on a Saturday. What the fuck? And by Tuesday, they was like, nigga, you ain't got no team. I don't understand what y'all are talking about. Why it takes so long? What? Okay. Really, I'm guessing the most troubling thing to Sterling in all of this is that now his friends know he doesn't have hoe control. Audio evidence that he is willing to let his side piece get into slave, go into slave quarters as long as no one sees is not indicative of a titan of the industry. I think the most troubling thing to him is going to be that motherfucking, um, you know, that he ain't got a team. Yep. Uh, all right. And then the last one is episode 694 owns Tyler Perry presents the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, we were joined by Dago and Nicole, uh, the breakfast for dinner podcast. Uh, we had one comment. Kyle says DL Hewley always seems to have a habit of spreading homophobia as also has a habit of spreading homophobia as well as misogyny towards black women. In 2010, he got called out by Glad for saying gay black men in the closet were giving HIV and AIDS to black women on The View. D.L. Hewley is the prototypical modern-day stereotype of black males, insecure, ultra-sexist, and homophobic. Anyway, let me get some of this 30-second sex. (laughs) That's from Kyle. Um, We had a poll. Do you believe 43% of men have sex for less than two two minutes? Yes, that sounds about right for me. Uh, nah, that's crazy. It's longer than that. 49, 41% of people say that sounds about right, which is funny because 43% of men, according to that poll, have sex for less than two minutes. I feel like this is almost confirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, that's crazy. It's longer than that. Six, uh, 59%. <coughs> Yeah, there's a, I, I I agree because I can't be fucking you all day, girl. Or Boris says, yo, sound like DL be mad. He don't make the two minute mark. Yeah, he be whooping. Ah! Uh, he be whooping on his wife. No doubt. Miss Crystal says, mm-hmm. Rod added that article just to humble brag on his dick game. I see you, homeboy. And up top, Karen. Rod even sounded incredulous when reading the six inches of pain article. I bet you he'd be the most cheated on man and pretty much an outcast in Kenya, huh? Oh, Lord. Well, you know, us TV stars don't like to brag, Miss Crystal. Um, but, you know, you none famous understand. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Plus, I think that the article is anti-big dick black, pro- pro- big black dick propaganda anyway. On some Mary Lou, see Mary Lou, even the wide booty, wide vagina, niggerettes can't handle big black dicks. <laughs> Now, aren't you glad you're with me and my four inches of fun? Meanwhile, Mary Lou thinking about some only six inches. Sheesh. Uh, hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. I know. I was going to send that article to Afrocentric just to see her flip the fuck out on Twitter. You know she would have. Uh, I, I didn't. Joe Spacey says, I believe that counting the very young guys, the very old guys, the very thirsty guys, and guys who just never knew it was wrong because neither hookers nor fleshlights care how long you take. That's a 40, that 43% figure could come into play. I guess so, man. I never thought about it. True. Uh, we got a couple of voicemails. Let's play those. Hey, what's going on, Ryan Karen? This is Bama Reggie. 
first time caller, long time listener. I think that's how it goes. But whatever, man. I just want to commend you guys on a great podcast. I read you all, and I'm a college student right now, so I don't have any money to donate, really, because I'm trying to pay my rent. After I finish the grad school, you guys can have all the money you want to. But I just want to comment on the show that you all had, Rod. When you talked about how much you love black women, man, that really touched the key point in my soul because I've had continuous arguments with my friends on calling random groups of black females bitches and hoes. Like, you don't even know the girls. You don't know what they've done with their lives. But you say, hey, man, look at those hoes over there. And I've had to correct my friends, and we've had continuous arguments about just calling random black women bitches and hoes. And I just feel like, I mean... I wouldn't want my mom, I wouldn't want, if I had a sister, I wouldn't want my sister to be called a bitch or a hoe. But I guess it's culturally based because my friends say that they've had their parents called that and it didn't really affect them. But I know if my mom called, I know if my mom was called something like that, uh, <coughs> we would have to throw some dupes up, bruh. <laughs> but, and another thing is, uh, Rod, I feel a little plague, bruh. We are talking... I hit you up on Twitter about the uh, about the Bulls game, and you said Jimmy Butler was about to go off because Nene had headbutt him. And I said, no, nah, dog, that's just a one-time thing. And I thought we're cool after that. But no, bruh, after Jimmy Butler hit a three at the end of the game, you want to say that I was wrong to say that that was just a one-time thing. But I told you that if, Jimmy Butler didn't score more than 15 points that I would have a call in on the show. Because so, since he didn't have more than 15 points, he had directly 15 points. <coughs> I still haven't had my call in. I feel like you didn't set my bet. Huh. Now, granted, I don't have anything <laughs> to offer you back, but that's not the point. <laughs> I, feel like since your, I feel like your silence takes that bet. So I'm waiting for my call in for the show, man. But anyway, I know I'm rambling on. Uh, that's what Budweiser uh, Platinum will do to you. But I just want to say I appreciate you guys' show. Keep doing what you guys are doing, man. Ride and carry you guys are the best. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I never accepted that bet, so no, uh, for one. <laughs> Number two, you were wrong because uh, Jimmy Butler hit a three when it, when it first happened. You said it's a one-time thing. Then he hit a three to win the game. Uh, that looks like a two-time thing to me, Playboy. <laughs> so sounds like you need to step your game up. I don't even know what this next voicemail is, but it's from the 704 number. Uh-oh. It's only 19 seconds. I think this is uh, for the show. medical. You must be a homeowner to take... Nope. <laughs> it's not for oh, you must be a homeowner. Yeah, what about this one? I haven't even listened to these. What's going on, Rodney Karen? Your boy, KC Stewart. And yes, yes, your boy just put in for that yearly uh, premium subscription. You know, been late because I didn't want to fuck a PayPal, but I say fuck a pal because a nigga had to put that pay in to get that premium. You know what I'm saying? See what I did there? Yeah, whatever. But yeah, glad to be up on that shit, ready to hit, especially football season coming. Nigga definitely had to do that shit. And hey, don't worry, Karen. I'm definitely, you know, uh, two two forty. I'm definitely a big man to love to eat, so I will I will be on that lip smacking good. So yeah, just happy. Uh, sorry, Rod, for uh, sending you that email. 
Uh, yeah, nigga showed his age. I felt old as fuck sending an email talking about nigga couldn't have, couldn't navigate the site to find a drop down menus. But thank you, dog. Figured it out. Appreciate the help. Yeah, IT is in the house. Uh, real quick, um, keep it short, keep it short, keep it on track. My bad, but, uh, that when you talked about the love for black women, really appreciate that. Don't want to be, you know, be the dead horse, but everyone called in, everyone had feedback. Love what you guys said. I love the love you have for black women. I was raised by a black women, you know, for a long time. Like, there was no man in the pictures. My mama, my grandma, my aunties, and, uh, even when my stepdad came, my sister teaching me how to love, you know, younger black women. I love that. I love the love you have for your wife, man. That, I, that really, that really keeps me listening, man. The, you know, the interaction between you two, even when I don't agree with y'all points or what y'all saying, just the love and respect y'all have for each other, man. Love that shit, trying to find that shit. Uh, and then with, you know, old man Donald Sterling, lick my balls, give me some juice, that old white dude, fuck him. But yeah, man, you must have the same friends that I have because niggas on my Facebook page is really on some shit like, them niggas should be not going to work. Them niggas shouldn't be getting checked. And I'm like, and I had, I literally had one dude who I knew because we grew up together. I mean, he a friend, so I can't offend him because we really, really friends in real life. And I respect him for what he does for the community. But I'm like, end of the day, dog, you come with this five percent of knowledge, this five percent bullshit. But you work at the you work at the private school filled with white kids, and we know they got some questionable acceptance policies. But you go to work and get a check every day. But these men supposed to not get a check every day. Nigga, come on, man. But anyway, you know, I, I said my two-piece and, you know, it push that fucking eject button, stand down the sound, whatever you want to do out that conversation. So I think I got all my points. Love the show. Premium member. I'm going to call in more. I'm going to become like Howard because I didn't pay my money. I'm going to be Howard. I'm going to call like in once a fucking day. Email on emails. Comments on comments. Yeah, whatever, man. You know that ain't me. Once again, much love. Much love to everybody out there. Support the show. Send you five dollars in. All you niggas got motherfucking tax refunds. Y'all ain't taking care of y'all kids and y'all niggas. You ain't paying child support. Man, you can send that money in. All right, Casey Stork out. <laughs> All right, Casey Stork, man. Thank you for the call. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you for going premium. And yes, Roger is the IT guy. Like y'all, he is like twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, that's his job. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man, for the support and everything, dude. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, that uh, quit your job shit, so dumb, mm-hmm. so dumb. I don't know anybody that's done it. There's a bunch of people recommend us. Everybody else do it. Stay out of people's pockets, people. I got the truth. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Howard. Uh, just want to start saying, you know. Really appreciate this show, all the humor you've been putting out over the time I started listening to the show, because lately it's helped me get through a really rough time. I lost my grandmother a few days ago, and listening to your show has really helped me get through this. So thanks, guys. You, you, Rod and Karen, to everyone in the chat room, especially Red Bones on here and Leonard, the Susan King. Thanks, man. Also, where the hell do you and Phenom find these fucking books? God damn. Anyway, stay awesome. Later. <clears throat> I don't know where I found. First of all, uh, 
our condolences on the loss of your grandmother yes um you know that's always tough for people um and uh yeah if anything not podcasting help people get through you know uh we're always happy for that and we are um, always glad um uh as far as uh finding the books i don't remember where i found this i think someone sent me this link or something or yeah uh the cover to it and i was like is that real so yeah the book of the month club uh it was started yeah no people actually was like uh snapping pictures and then reading all their kindle and mm-hmm. i ordered the book and i'm gonna read with you so it's it's it's, it's real y'all so i don't know enough about running the book club i need some pointers yeah but. i about to say I, I i can help i can kind of uh help uh uh with that you know as far as you know once we finish we'll probably end up doing the show or talking about it on the show then we'll pick another book of the month mm-hmm. um and you just kind of and um what i want to do is kind of get a listing and kind of put them up on the page so people can go look at it like it's it's a lot more to it it should be fun uh yeah, it was only like three dollars four dollars on amazon yeah, I, to get it sent to my i get it sent to my tablet so i'll just read it from there yeah and, and i don't know what the book club should be called other than the black Tips book club i know it's ratchet ass book club ratchet book i don't club. know that all the books will be ratchet karen okay. okay my bad i'm just going into this with an open mind and i know that i definitely want to read food stamp bitches first and it's already off to a hot start i'm gonna tell you that yes jo- it jo- is jocelyn tried it yes okay. hot, hot hotter than chicken grease mm-hmm it's hotter than <laughs> it's hotter than hot grease you know it's the principality my assumption is chicken grease and uh uh roger grease to me out loud before i go to sleep yeah you gotta read your wife read to your wife uh before she goes to sleep my man. bedtime ratchetness you gotta do the voices and everything uh why can't this be on audiobook oh god i would love if this was on audiobook well it's good so uh but i don't know where i found it. i really don't remember uh julia writes in really love these past few shows hi rod hi karen and rod hi sweetie just a few of my thoughts on your recent shows this time i'll be more concise one i judge people i go out with their uh by i go without with oh i judge people i go out with by their attitude towards the staff both servers and bussers slash cleaning staff and the amount that they tip people who have never had shitty retail jobs where customers take the take the customers always right mantra to the fuckery times infinity tend to make the, the worst company yes they do so i avoid them like the plague I don't know if there are stereotypes against Asians in tipping, but I leave 15% minimum. Being in California, I usually start at 20% unless they do an exceptionally terrible job, rude, lie, etc. And try to be patient because everyone can't always be happy at work. But yeah, family members that don't tip are the worst. I usually tip extra to make up for their shitty behavior. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what's funny is um, I found out the other day, I wasn't even thinking about this, but uh, I've been saying I tip 20%. But that's probably not right because I actually tip at I do on the after tax amount, and because uh, I I saw one of these receipts that had the tip this amount, tip that amount, tip this amount for this percent, and I was like I'm tipping this amount, and it was more than the twenty, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, how is it more than twenty? I'm just taking ten percent of the total bill, multiplying it by two. And I round up normally, you know, so I was thinking maybe a little more than 20%, yeah. but it was like a lot more because of tax. So mm-hmm. uh, whatever. I still don't care. Like I put it in my budget to eat out and the tip. Well, that's part of the budget. I don't know. Yes, if, it is. I don't know how people leave the house. Like I got $10. I can buy a $9 meal. Like what an <laughs> asshole. They leave them a penny. Uh, <clears throat> proof positive. Uh, number two. 
i like how you both brought up that racist old people shouldn't be let off the hook for being old there are plenty of old people who have changed their minds as we move into the 21st century i'm still in favor of calling them racist shitheads because fuck those people me too seriously you're gonna waste what little time you have left in your old age by being hateful and bigoted so much work to hate so many people my mother is included in this list for her anti-black racism so fuck you mom for being terrible <laughs> i'm serious man i i feel like more people gotta be like that man because i, I hate that of being accepting i hate that the people who are excluding everyone get all the rank in relationships so it's like well my mom's racist but it's my mom so what am i gonna do i'm always like what you know so so you are not gonna date the person you love because your mom is racist why does that why do they get to win like i like yeah. it, why don't we ever why don't good people ever get to win why don't they ever just say fuck you like you're gonna learn to accept me not the other way around yeah and and also <clears throat> this is what i realized about people society has taught us in general when it comes to your family love family overall this mm-hmm. society is kind of embraced but you know what your family is has people and people ain't shit and the thing about it is that you will give your family the leeway to destroy and tear your life up in ways that you will not allow complete strangers to. But at the end of the day, those strangers are people just like your family are people. And those strangers, you would, you would, you would, um, disregard them. You would say, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not going to be around this. You can still love your family from a distance. And also, you don't have to put up with their bullshit either. Let your actions speak louder than your words. If you acting a fucking fool, guess what? You ain't going to see your grandkids. Guess what? You ain't going to see me. Guess what? I don't have to deal with you and I don't have to put up with any of your bullshit. But it, but most people don't do that. They go, well, that's my family. But what I've realized as I got older, your definition of family is not always flesh and blood because I have some family members that I love but you know what they are still strangers to me because i don't know them and i wouldn't consider them friends just because we family don't make don't make us friends and it don't and 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 i also believe too is that as you get older you define your own family and a lot of people don't understand that and there are people that i love very very dearly that they're not my family there are people that are outside of my family that i will go above and beyond that i wouldn't even extend to some of my loved ones in my family because we don't have that same bond and same relationship and society has taught us and a lot of older people will guilt trip you because i've been in a guilt trip where oh you don't come see me you know what fuck you let me tell you why you your behavior has dictated what i do your you act the asshole and i don't have to put up with that i don't have to be mm-hmm. around and nobody will ever stand up and tell these people unless your behavior change i don't got to be here that's part of being grown is making the choice and the decision to deal with who you will and won't deal with yep i agree <clears throat> it doesn't just make them right because they old no number three proof positive that you can't fuck your way out of racism or being a racist i would a special place of contempt for the white people and others who believe they can truly fuck their way out of racism you can fuck anyone and still be really deeply fucking racist so thanks for applying that point hope you're having a good week jules thanks jules thank you sweetie and uh yeah man i agree like that's the thing that dude was fucking a black slash latina woman yes he was and completely racist and uh, you know that was we didn't play the longer conversation and there's a point where she's like i wish i could erase my race too and all this shit and you're just like man this is all destructive yeah this is like you said before this is not the first time they've had this they've had this conversation a lot you know so it's more to it tippy nomination this is from jay impossible white man of the show 
episode 693 time stamp the 124 mark when you and justin were acting like you were talking through a voice modulator acting like men in fear being recorded <laughs> dude that shit was fun t i'm at work listening to it trying to hold my last and i usually keep my podcast life to myself on the cubicle farm but i had to bring it over to one of the to the one co-worker i trust to listen to this clip oh my god i keep listening to it over and over <laughs> All right, I'll, I will make sure to put that in the tippy my uh, nominations, Jay. And forget whoever said they don't like Justin. I'm actually happy when you start out the show and you say he's on. I often wonder what is the exact reason they don't like him. I was listening to one show trying my best to be annoyed by him, and I couldn't. Actually, <laughs> actually, my second favorite skit from your show was uh, my first before this was this is my second favorite skit from your show. My first before this was when you and him were imitating RG3 talking to that older football player, uh, Donovan McNabb. I remember exactly where I was when I heard it, too. I was walking down the street in the snow from the train station, cracking up. Keep up the show. I love it. I am more than happy to kick up those premium dollars every month. And you guys are the only show I pay for. J.A.K. Impossible White Man. Oh, and just so I keep my title, I ran the D.C. Half Marathon last weekend and had a personal best. Oh, and here's a pic of me jumping off a chairlift in Japan this past February, just making sure no one comes from my spot. LOL. Listen, ah, I'm going to make this picture the art for the show. You ain't got to worry about that, boo Ain't nobody more impossible than this. Ain't nobody jumping off no ski lift in Japan but uh, you, baby. I would have broke my fucking hip and been right in front of the hospital, Ryan and Karen. <laughs> Let me tell you what's not impossible. Me. <laughs> my hips are not impossible. <laughs> Let me tell you what I broke. My bones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I got in my arm. An IV. Right. <laughs> you know what hurts? Jumping out of a fucking everything. Ski lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you every- know, what, you know what hurts? Everything. Everything hurts. <laughs> Breathing. Typing this letter. I just hurt. Blinking right. hurts. Uh, also, I read an article that said, uh, there were people were getting di- bloody diarrhea <gasps> from running in these mudder thing events because they ran one on a farm and the mud gets in your mouth and shit and the mud had animal feces in it and <gasps> so it caused people to get extremely sick like a hundred people oh so be careful jay is what i'm saying all right tings this is from professor lch Hi, Rod and Karen. I, too, had Rod's reaction when I heard about Donald Sterling's hashtag Dem Thrones punishment, NBA version. My mouth literally dropped upon hearing banned for life. By the way, underrated part of the comedy in that uh, press conference, when the way he says for life, it's like the entire tone of the press conference changes. Because he is like started off kind of like Adam Silver starts off like, uh, you know, uh, because this is banned for life. Because this is, and I was like, oh shit, Adam. He got crunky. We need to hear, we need to hear eat the beat up underneath that. Right. He was like, I have came for the business. You know how you start off, you, you might not have all the energy. You know, he was kind of low. Then he was like, okay, for life, y'all, for life. We getting right. rid of him. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't want, you know, all this stuff. I'm just letting y'all know I'm hard. You heard that Rihanna playing? Yes, he was I just want to ban this nigga for life. Yeah. For life. That was his plan. Yeah, that's how I felt. But yeah, it was, um, I, I want to see if I can find it. Um, because I was, I was. Shortly after okay. the release of an audio, audio recording this past Saturday morning, 
of a conversation that allegedly included Clippers owner Donald Sterling, the NBA commenced an investigation, which among other things included an interview of Mr. Sterling. That investigation is now complete. The central findings of the investigation are that the man whose voice is heard on the recording and on a second recording from the same, from the same conversation that was released on Sunday is Mr. Sterling and that the hateful opinions voiced by that man are those of Mr. Sterling. The views expressed by Mr. Sterling are deeply offensive and harmful. That they came from an NBA owner only heightens the damage and my personal outrage. Sentiments of this kind are contrary to the principles of inclusion and respect that form the foundation of our diverse, multicultural, and multi-ethnic league. I am personally distraught that the views expressed by Mr. Sterling came from within an institution that has, that has historically taken such a leadership role in matters of race relations and caused current and former players, coaches, fans, and partners of the NBA to question their very association with the league. To them, and pioneers of the game, like Earl Lloyd, Chuck Cooper, Sweetwater, Sweetwater Clifton, the great Bill Russell, and particularly Magic Johnson, I apologize. Accordingly, effective immediately, I am banning Mr. Sterling for life from any association with the Clippers organization or the NBA. Mr. Sterling may not attend any NBA games or practices. He may not be present at any Clippers facility. You may not. And he may not participate in any business. I got them bars. Or personnel decisions involving the team. He will also be barred from attending NBA Board of Governors meetings or participating in any other league activity. Reading my hot memo. I am also fining Mr. Sterling $2.5 million, mm. the maximum amount allowed under the NBA Constitution. Cash, baby. The max. These funds will be donated to organizations de dedicated to anti-discrimination and tolerance efforts. Giving it to the Negroes. By the NBA and its players association. But not the NAACP. Please don't. Mm -mm. As for Mr. Sterling's ownership interest in the Clippers... I will urge the Board of Governors to exercise its authority to force a sale of the team. I'm bringing my boys! And will do everything in my power to ensure that that happens. This has been a painful moment for all members of the NBA family. I appreciate the support and understanding of our players during this process. And I am particularly grateful for the leadership shown by Coach Doc Rivers, Union President Chris Paul, 
No shit. And Mayor Ke- Kevin Johnson of Sacramento, who has been acting as Adam the representative in this matter. <laughs> we stand together in condemning Mr. Sterling's views. They simply have no place in the NBA. Thank you, and I'll take any questions. I'll take. Mm. That's how you do it, dog. She took me back. I had to read that. I had, to, <laughs> had to go see that again. I forgot. It's too good. Niggas acting like that wasn't big. I was sitting up there like, what? Say what now? For life. Yes. Now who else want to fuck with Hollywood cult? Mm-hmm. So he, he, said, he hit that for life. He was like, he cannot come to the games. He cannot come to the board of governors. He was like, mm-mm. Tell you what he's not gonna do. Show his ass up with anything associated with us, dog. <laughs> he is out of here. Uh, I decided to check Stitcher's notification alert. I sat in my car expecting to hear some little weak response. I listened, heard Silver's tremulous voice, and really expected something weak. However, when he dropped the hammer on band for life, yo, I clutched my invisible pearls. Silver had, uh, Silver had just gotten started. He kept talking to Ether in my low expectations. What was worse, when the audio concluded, after all of the thunder, fire, and rain had been wrought, that concluded Stitcher, bloop. <laughs> yes, so, that's how I heard it too, LCH. So terribly final. I'll, I had the LOL. Speaking of pearl clutching, you two are also, are right, also right regarding how this scandal has united men, rich and poor, who are terrified and offended right now. No worries. They'll be back in business in no time. Cheating won't stop. Yeah, niggas got mm-hmm. scared. I was at the basketball court and it was like, yeah, man, like talking to a black dude. He was like, yeah, you know, it's racist and son, you know, it's fucked up, but. No, I don't know if I think you should be able to lose your team because of mistress. I was like, stop cheating. Stop cheating on your girl. <laughs> What's funny about the news clip you played on the show, I like how now dude's the most controversial owner in the NBA. I really like how now all those facts about how much of a racist he's been uh, are all up in that clip. Remember how utterly absent all of that was up to this point? But that clip contained a truth on the low. The fallout from his remarks were just too much yep not his behavior not even his comments the fallout again can i just issue a very public shout out to twitter at all no one had a thing to say at first as far as kareem's little commentary really dude take it from one of your more senior fans kareem's suffering because he still hasn't taken to his old yet uh, oh wait hold on i want to go back to the last point yeah um because i heard people saying like well you know i don't know if social media really was behind this it was. They wouldn't have talked about it. TMZ and social media combined Push to that make this shit. an issue. It was the fucking top, trend, top trending shit in America. They right. had to address this. It could have been ignored because it's been, worse has been ignored. But you got audio and you got people like, wow, the NBA got to say something about this. Yeah, you got people talking about it. It's trending on social media. You can't be like, fuck that. We're not even going to address it. Mm-mm. Also, he was so, uh, talking about Kareem, he was so big during and shortly after his NBA days of glory. He cannot take his peasant's life that he's now living. He sees himself as one of the white titans of power. He's citing Mitt Romney now? For real? He is zero fun and excessive mad. Keep all of that, sir. I feel sorry for your mistresses. Sheesh. I know. Ah. You know he walking through there looking for recording devices now. 
Yeah. Probably call them white people all kinds of crackers after not getting them coaching gigs. Oh, you know he was upset. Mm-hmm. Muslim too. He probably be like, you won't believe what these shatans did today. What you recording? Put your <laughs> phone down. Uh, let me, uh, finally, let me just say this regarding TBGWT's partnership with Tweaked Audio. Recently, my earbuds seem to have failed. But as I really am not up for repackaging, resending, and locating my warranty and everything at this moment, the discount code leadeth me into temptation. While I another purchase of the wooden earbuds with the inline mic. Now, maybe I'll get around to sending my old ones per the lifetime warranty, but today it's quicker to get them in the mail and really cheap. Thanks to TBGWT code. Respect the hustle, respect the technique. We definitely do. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, And when you get around to it, then you have a backup for if that one go out and just get that. So you're always going to have two pill. Mm -hmm. The official swallow down of TBGWT, Professor LCHPS, speaking of hashtag them thrones, I hereby respectfully request the increased participation of at Patrice C on the hashtag them thrones podcast. I need more of our fair maidens, witty banter, acerbic wit, and mellifluous pills of amused laughter. I've noticed her seeming to fade more to the background these last two episodes. No, ma'am. More of thee, please. Professor LCH. Uh, I talked to Patrice about it, um, and she was saying uh, maybe the connection was kind of slow or something during uh, one some of the calls. So okay. we'll see what we can do about that because um, I definitely love when Patrice chimes in and has stuff to say because oh, it's yes. always uh, epic. And even when she's just saying a few things, it's like she knocks it out the park so much. Yes. That uh, I, I'm sitting up there crying. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely. And not and Professor LCH isn't alone. I've seen people hit Patrice up on Twitter, everything. They like, Patrice, I need you to speak up, baby. I can't hear you. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll make sure everyone in the studio keeps it quiet and gives us some chances to respond. And we're going to get this. We're going to get this worked out, y'all. I know. I ain't trying to lose the the, 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 the Dem Thrones audience. Yeah, because they was not pleased. Fuck the NAACP. This is our last email from a man, John. He said, what's going on, TBGWT? My name is Travis. Oh, I guess it's not John. Okay. My name is Travis. I'm in love with the show. Makes my day go by fast. I love the episode where you were talking about some hip-hop nigga trying to buy the L.A. Clippers. Imagine Puff Daddy trying to buy the L.A. Clippers. He'll change the name three times, then, then, put, it, <laughs> then put it back to the original name. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be coming out there in gold suits. I'm like, take that, take that, yeah. take that. Why they bouncing the ball? Yeah, we're not going by the Clippers no more. Just call us the Clippies. Uh, okay. Um, but sir, uh, we got to change all the names. Oh, them other ones burn them and yeah. just put out, just ship out a new shipment. Over the years, I had a lot of respect for the NAACP, but after reading articles about what happened to them taking money from, uh, Donald Sterling, even them knowing that he was a racist, they were about to give this guy an award. Shame on a second award. A second. Number two. Number two lifetime achievement awards. Nigga, you only get one lifetime. How the fuck you get two lifetime achievement awards? He's okay. lived long enough for two people. That's when you know. That's when you know you're sold out. You're giving two lifetime achievement awards for a nigga that can't got one life. And and the thing about it, the thing about it is that for the NAACP, they have like the national chapters, and then they have like these small individual chapters. Mm-hmm. And the national chapter, I guarantee you, didn't know nothing about this. It was some small chapter, and what was it, Leroy Johnson Jenkins, whatever his name was, they was like, uh, "Nigga, you got to go." So he ended up uh, resigning. And uh, yeah, they had jokes all up and down the Twitter about mm-hmm. that dude and his S curl. 
uh donald sterling sterling even them knowing he was a racist they were about to get this guy an award shame on you and naacp love the show keep up the good work we will keep up the good work tomorrow's guest at 10 is gonna be jl coban we'll be seeing you guys then uh people that like the nerd stuff today at 3 p.m we will have another nerd off yes so we'll sterling and chris will be the guest karen will be here obviously and uh hopefully you guys can uh watch that man so um until this afternoon or tomorrow depending on what you are premium or not i love you i love you too baby Mwah. <laughs>